what the heck is PMI and refinancing and loan to value? How does this all work? Well, here's the thing. It's really exciting right now in 2021, and a lot of people have gotten a lot of good things out of it. But moving forward, you need to make sure you understand how this all works. So let's get into it. What's happening, everybody? David Sedoni, the How to Buy a Home podcast, helping all you renters turn yourselves into first-time buyers and kicking your landlord right out the door. Okay, so what I'm going to do is something a little bit different today. I just finished a podcast and popped open my computer and found an article from September 2nd, 2021. So if you're listening in the future, everything I'm telling you is going to be different, but some of the foundations are still going to be the same. Okay? This is from the Orange County Register. I live in Orange County, California, written by Jeff Lazarson. I'm going to do something totally different. I'm just going to read this article and then interrupt myself and help explain this to you. Okay? There's some things that happened in the last few years that are super exciting. And, you know, I'm always here and I'm always positive, but you guys know I did a whole podcast about a potential recession, which, by the way, is still coming. But this is so that you don't think I'm just sitting here trying to blow sunshine. I want you guys to understand there are some exciting things that happened, but a lot of them already happened. So the big, sexy, fun stuff in buying a house, all the cool horror story or all the cool non-horror stories, all the great, sexy, fun stories, some of that fast appreciation, fast price increases, the great refinancing A lot of that stuff is not going to be the same in the future. So make sure that you understand everything. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys read this article and then sort of explain some of it as we go along. So we won't use the person's name, but there was one client who doubled down and bought a place in 2018. And by 2021, they ended up saving $800 in their monthly payment. Now, how they do that? Well, interest rates dropped from 2018 to 2021, and they also had an opportunity to lose the PMI. So when the rates dropped, they did a refinance. So let's see, they paid $375,000 in 2018. Now, in 2019, the rates went down, and this person was able to knock $400 off their monthly payment. A lot of people took advantage of that. That's a great thing to do. That's where you have to realize right now, everyone's going to tell you, oh man, no, just buy now and then you can refinance later. Well, except for the fact that January 15th or 16th was the lowest interest rate in the history of mankind. So if you're buying something right now and you're around 3%, I don't know if it's ever going to drop below 3% ever again. So maybe just instead of thinking about, I can't wait till this gets lower, how about thinking, I'm so excited at 3% that I get to hold this for 30 years. Okay? So now this person bought for 375, 2019 they dropped it down to 400 bucks. Now in 2021 they had a new appraisal for their property. Originally paid 375, the new appraisal was at 440. So he went in and knocked another 1.25% off the interest rate. 
because they got that one refinance in 2019, but they got a better one in 2021 because, what was it, January 15th or 16th, the lowest interest rate in the history of mankind, 2.55% or 2.66. All my numbers are getting jumbled. But it's so low that they got another chance to take, what was what I say there, 400 bucks? No, they got knocked it down to 1.25 off the interest rate. And that new property appraisal at 440 also meant that even though they put less than 20% down when they originally bought the house, well, now the house have enough equity that the house had more than 20% equity. So he goes back to the bank and goes, hey, thanks for the low interest rate. And by the way, I have more than 20% equity in my house. Cool. Let's get rid of your monthly mortgage insurance bill, your PMI. Bam, another 139 bucks a month gone. So what is that insurance? And why do some borrowers have to pay for it? Well, going on, Jeff Lazerson explains it. And I've explained this to you before, but let's see what he has to say. PMI is required for loans sold to mortgage giants, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, that do not have at least 20% down or 20% equity in the case of refinance transactions. So the way that works is they're just thinking about, oh my gosh, what happens if this guy gets hit by a bus? Or what if he loses his job and forecloses on the house? Well, we want to protect ourselves. So every month you pay us a little bit of insurance, like your car insurance, like your health insurance. You just pay them even though nothing happened, just in case something does. Now, some people actually pay this up front. It's a whole big charge that you can pay right at the beginning. It's called a a lender paid premium. And that means it's going to be inside your mortgage rate. So you're going to have a little bit of a higher mortgage rate, but you don't have to pay it every month. But you don't pay an individual payment, but your payment's higher because your rate's higher. See how that works? That's the reason I'm explaining this to you. Now, here's a big thing about mortgage insurance. It is based on your FICO scores your credit scores. And once again, it's your middle credit score, not your average, not your all three combined and divided by three, whatever your middle credit score is. Now that mortgage insurance, right now it's really, really low if you've got decent credit. So like right now, for example, if you put 10% down on $400,000 mortgage and your credit score is 740, your monthly premium on the PMI is about $97. Now that same loan with a 620 credit score, that's $407. So if you had no clue where to start and you're just beginning and you're brave enough to be listening to all this mumbo jumbo, guess what I think you should work on first while you're working on your savings? Credit score. If you want to use the PMI and you want to use a low down payment, that credit score is crucial to keep your PMI payment low. So if you're buying in at three and a half percent down, which a lot of people do on an FHA mortgage, once again, I want to remind you guys the last couple of years, the average down payment is 6%. I'm screaming it into this microphone and to anybody that's listening, it's not 20%. The average down payment for first time homebuyers is 6%. Most of them are using three and a half or 5% down. And then some of them are using their inheritance 
or they're crazy like my gal Madison from a few episodes ago or last episode, actually, who's been saving since she was 14 years old. But even she decided to use 5% and work this PMI magic. So in 1998, the Homeowners Protection Act mandated that PMI is removed when you reach 80% of the original value. That means you got 20% equity in the property, right? Makes sense. Now, there are a couple of other things with PMI. My boy here, Jeff, mentions the fact that also if you've got good payment history and there's no seconds, no other liens on the property, then you can shed the payment with two years of on-time payments and 25% equity. But what they're talking about right here, I just want you guys to realize I'm not here blowing smoke. I'm telling you, hey, look, and Jeff points it out too, in this market, he says in scorching of appreciation, in scorching appreciation, a lot of people think, hey, I'm just going to buy a house. And then when it goes up, I'll get rid of the mortgage insurance. So I'll really be able to afford this. It's going to cost us an extra $97 a month for a little while, but that'll go away. Be careful. Because I had friends in 2003 and 2004 who bought houses and saw their house double. And then I had other friends in 2005 and 2006 said, well, I'll just buy now and it's going to double in a couple of years and then I'll refinance or I'll sell it. Well, then 2007 came along and their house stopped. And then 2008 came along and their house plummeted. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen right now. But when you read these articles, remember, much of what you're hearing people do, that guy at the beginning who bought in 2018 and his payment dropped $800 by 2021 was absolutely someone who benefited from the exact time period that he was out there doing this. He got scorching appreciation. He got super low interest rates. January was the lowest interest rates ever in 2021. And in the summer of 2021, nationwide, we gained 19% from the year before. Usually, we gain about 3%. Again, take a little time, hit the rewind button, let that all sink in. So I'm telling you, don't believe the hype, okay? Make sure you understand when you're buying your home, you know, how much, how long you're going to have to pay that PMI and make sure you can do it. Because if you understand it and you think, well, maybe I'll have to pay this for five or seven years, great. Most of you might be young and are expecting some salary increases. Cool. Work with it. Now, here's a story of someone else. Now, this person didn't plan on it. But this is what they got. This person bought for $483,500 in Laguna Niguel, putting just 5% down. Well, guess what? Her place, since she bought it, has gone up $56,000. Huge. And that's in just eight months. So that's gigantic, right? Well, the thing to remember is that's great, but she's, only, she's at 15% equity, and that's not enough to eliminate her PMI. So if she could do that, she'd be able to drop $84 a month. And this person says, I'm frustrated, but you know what? At the same time, I feel lucky. I want to reach into my computer and smack that person in the face. What else have you done in your life to this point that, sure, you pay an extra $84 a month for it? But in eight months, you made $56,500. That's what I'm talking about. Can you all have 
the beautiful, happy ending like the first guy did at the beginning of the story? Probably not, because we're not going to see 19% from 2021 to 2022. What are we going to see? Jump back to my episode where I talk about the forecast from all the economic people, and we're probably going up anywhere from, you know, maybe 10% this year and then 3 and 4% for the next couple of years. So if you buy now and you get 3 or 4% for the next couple of years, but you only put 3.5% down, you're not going to be at 20%. But you will be a homeowner and you will be paying yourself instead of paying a landlord. And you will be at 12 or 15% pretty soon. And eventually you're going to get to that place if you do like my girl Madison does and you follow some of the double payments techniques on your mortgage every once in a while, you'll be able to get rid of that fast. Understanding the fact that you're going to be able to refinance if the rates ever go down again, it sounds great. But again, I'm not going to be sunshines and lollipops all the time. I don't know if you're going to be able to refinance. So go in, learn the numbers, believe in the numbers, and realize that even a home with PMI at today's low interest rates may be a better deal for you than trying to rent to save up to 20% to eliminate that PMI. I talked in Madison's episode last time about putting 5% down if you have 10% down or 20% down and just putting 5% down and then save the rest in a bank account and you suck into that bank account every time that the mortgage payment each month gets a little too sketchy for you. So know that when you hear these stories, the stories you're going to be hearing right now are going to be the stories that happened from 17, 18, 19 to 20 and 21. But that's not going to happen again. Everything has to go up and down. This has to slow down at some point. And it's going to. So because of that, you really need to understand all your numbers. You need to be stoked about it. So look, what I'm telling you is your story is not going to be as exciting as this one is. Now, could you do some creative things and find some things and get something more exciting? Yes. But if you're doing this because you heard about the giant, what, in California, I think they're talking about like from 2018 in California, it was up 26%. So if you're trying to catch 7 or 8% a year when the average is 3 or 4% a year, that's probably not going to happen. We're going to slow down. Your story is going to be, I had some money in the bank and my grandma gave me 10 grand and my rent was $2,000. But because interest rates are so low, I realized I could be a homeowner for $2,200 a month. Yeah, it's 2000 more than when I was renting, but I own it. So it's hard because you think, gosh, just 2 or 3% a year. But what if you own it? 2000 bucks could buy you a $400,000 place. What's 2 or 3% on that? That's a lot of money for just paying your rent. So this is where I get very excited. Even when the numbers are slow, and going against you, which again, I'm telling you this today because I want you guys to be fully informed. I don't want you guys to get sucked into clickbait. These type of crazy PMI deals, they're not going to happen. But what if you're paying PMI on a place, but you're also gaining three, four, five percent on a $400,000 place for the next three years? Sure, you have to keep paying the PMI, 
But if you're getting 5%, you're going to be getting $20,000 a year in equity. If you're only getting 3%, you're going to be getting $12,000 a year in equity. And then as a homeowner, you have so many more choices. Now, I've said this before. It doesn't matter if you make a ton of money when you own a house or a little bit of money as a house, when you own a house. The statistics are out there. It's like somewhere between 45 and 50 times wealthier homeowners are than renters. And there's a reason for that. You have a forced savings account. You're putting your money in there. You're paying yourself. And that money is growing. So there you go. That was a little just straight off the dome, me reading an article. And I mean, this is crazy. I'm reading the end of this article right here, and it's talking about, gosh, getting FHA loans at 2.25%. And the reason that you can do that, get an FHA loan at 2.25%, which is insane. That's so, so low. That's if you're paying a point. Paying a point will be the last little thing I'll tell you about today. If you pay a point on a loan, that means you're paying up front to lower your rate. Now, most first-time buyers, if I'm just scraping up three and a half and five percent, I'm not going to pay my rate down. But if you're in a position right now, and again, this is why I'm saying you can do something really sexy that people don't understand, but it's super awesome. What if you realize the PMI is no big deal and you can handle it? And you've got 10% down, but you've put 5% down. And the PMI is so nothing, you can handle it. And then you think, you know, I want to pay down, I want to pay down my loan a point because I don't think it's ever going to get to 2.25. So I won't be able to refinance. Well, then you go, let's put 5% down instead of 10% down. And let's pay five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars to pay down the loan interest rate. You can do that at the top when you buy and lock into that for the rest of the 30 years. Now, that is obviously more money up front. So if you end up putting less down, you'll have a little bit of a higher payment, but you're gonna have that interest rate forever. These are all the things that can get really convoluted. But it's things that you should definitely think about when you're a first-time buyer. And if you don't care and you're like, you know what, I just want to get into it, cool. But make sure that your team understands exactly what you want and what you don't want. That's why I always say talk to yourself, find yourself a unicorn, find a unicorn lender from your unicorn realtor. And together, they're going to help work on your specific plan. If you've got questions about that, you're looking for a unicorn yourself, that's me, David Sedoni, the How to Buy a Home Guy. DM me. Look me up. David Sedoni or How to Buy a Home on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, you can find me there. There's a Facebook group. Uh, you can message me. You can Twitter. Well, I don't do Twitter very much. I do TikTok, but that's mostly just because I like being an idiot. Of course, the other thing to do is just go straight to davidsedoni.com or howtobuyahome.com and then send me an email. Now, why do I ask you guys to do this? Why do I tell you to do this? Because the real estate industry is broken. I've been working really hard to find the right people out there who can help you and explain this stuff to you and care about you. I'm working from the inside out. I'm like that mole trying to change the system. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. So just send me a message. Say, hey, I need someone in Denver. I had someone do that today. Hey, I need someone in Denver. Awesome. Got some people. Boom.
We'll take care of you. And that way, we can continue to grow this revolution so that you can learn about all this exciting stuff. So isn't my life thrilling? PMI, refinance, and interest rates. It's lame. But let somebody who loves the lame stuff lead you. And then you can do what you want to do for fun and know that somewhere when you go home and rest your head on your pillow, that roof above your head is a stable financial future for you and your family. How's that for cheesing it up right at the end? All right, gang, you know the drill. I believe in you. Ted Lasso believes in you. And you can do this.